Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the scriptures. My Bible study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Verse 23 of Genesis says, all the days of Enoch were 365. That's an that's also an interesting statement. For Enoch's still alive. It means his time on earth was 365 years. Even the number of his years is peculiar because there's 365 days in a year. I mean, what a beautiful picture of the rapture of the church. I can't get off that. When the trumpet blows in the sky, there's going to be a large number of people out of here. They'll be walking with God. Hallelujah. Verse 25 through 27. Methuselah lived 187 years, begot Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begot Lamech 708 years, or 782 years, and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. The shortest life was followed by the longest life, Methuselah, begetting in an advanced age of 187. Lamech, which means strong or young man, powerful, continuing after his son's birth for another 782 years. And at last, even Methuselah had to succumb to death, which, according to the Bible, was the year of the flood. Methuselah signifies he dies. There is a dart, a sending forth, namely, speaking of the deluge, which came the year that Methuselah died. He lived 969 years, the longest that any man ever lived on earth, but even the longest living person has to die at some point in time. And that's interesting as well. This Methuselah, descendant of Seth, remember we're talking about that, lived longer than anyone else on the earth. Some writers believe that Methuselah died the day before the flood, as purely conjecture taken from some writings other than the Bible. It could easily have happened, but as far as I know, most you know, the Bible commentators say it's not substantiated. We do know that it's a popular saying that someone who's very old, they're about as old as Methuselah, right? Okay, and it's commonly supposed that Methuselah died a little bit before the flood because Jewish writers say seven days before, referring to Genesis 7.10, that he was taken away from the evil that was about to happen. The reason being the traditional mourning period of seven days. Okay, so Noah would have had time to mourn the death of Methuselah. Then God would have said, okay, Noah, it's time. And we'll cover more as we go into the flood uh, as we discuss that. Okay, verse 28, Lamech lived 182 years and begat a son, and he called his name Noah. This same shall comfort us, or Noah saying, this same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. The oracle of the birth of Lamech involves a wordplay here, passing over the obvious meanings of the name Noah, which means rest. There's somewhat a similar verb, nekam, means comfort. And the allusion in chapter 3, verse 17 uh, may be a sign of the treasured promise. Okay, The patriarchs of old felt the ills of this earthly life in all of their severity. 
This was attested to by Lamech in Genesis 5, verse 28 and 29, when he gave his son, who was born 69 years after Enoch went to be with the Lord, he gave his son the name Noah, which means this same shall comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord occurs. Lamech did not live an easy life. That's why he's talking about the toil of our hands because the ground which the Lord had cursed. Noah means rest or to bring rest or to comfort in the sense of helpful and, and remedial consolation. Lamech, by whom the line was being carried for, was similarly far advanced when he begot a son. Uh, and 700, He lived 777 years, but he was 182 when Noah was born. He says, this same shall comfort us. Comfort and rest would come through the godly life of Noah, who is an heir of righteousness according to faith, according to Hebrews eleven seven. Lamech means powerful. It's as if Lamech looked around him and saw, he saw a world of people not following God, but rather living for the here and now, much like we are today. The people around him had so discouraged them, he felt all was lost. All he did was work, toil with his hands because the ground was cursed. Then God gave him his son Noah and he seen something. He realized Noah was going to break that chain of endless toil and sin on earth. At last there was hope, which brings us to verse 30 and 31. Lamech lived after he begot Noah uh, 595 more years, begot sons and daughters, of which we don't know who they are. And all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. Remember, seven is a number of completion. Here God's saying 777, right? Noah was 500 years old. Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. But Lamech lived, after we got Noah, 595 years, beginning sons and daughters. All the days of Lamech were 777 years. And Enoch, the seventh from Adam through Seth, godliness attained its highest point while ungodliness culminated in Lamech, the seventh from Adam through Cain, who made his sword his God. Not the Lamech we're talking about here with Noah, the Lamech through Cain, right? I find it interesting, God chose also a man named Lamech to have a son through whom hope was about to be restored. Who says God doesn't have a sense of humor in this, amen? Both Lamechs, both of them, felt the burden of their work Upon the ground which God had cursed. But this Lamech looked forward with a prophetic foreboding to the time when the existing misery and corruption was going to end. And a change was coming for the better. A redemption from the curse that was going to come. This foreboding assumed the form of hope when Noah was born. He therefore gave expression to it in his name. But his hope was not going to be realized in his lifetime, at least not in the way that he thought. A change did take place, though, in the lifetime of Noah. Amen? The judgment of the flood was on the corrupt race that was about to be exterminated. And Noah, who was preserved because of his blameless walk with God, the restoration of the human race was secured. Praise God. But the effects of the curse... Though mitigated through the flood, wasn't removed. While a covenant sign guaranteed the preservation of the human race, and we'll study all this when we get to the flood, 
the implication, the, the hope of the eventual removal of the curse was through the covenant sign. The curse still continues to the day and time in which we live. Amen. You know, looking at these two verses, it really saddens me. And I've mentioned this before, but let's think about this. Noah had sisters and brothers as well. We know he did, right? They obviously did not believe their brother's warnings. They did not help him build the ark. They did not even try to get a room on the ark. Probably Noah's father Lamech had already died, but what about his sisters and brothers? If I truly understand the scripture that we just studied, then they must have gone the way of the wicked world and have been lost with all the others in the flood. Again, I want to make note, we do not even know their names. Amen? Verse 32, Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth was the oldest. We see that in Genesis 10.21. Ham was the youngest. That's mentioned in Genesis 9.24. Shem is mentioned first because it was through him that God's Messiah was going to come. That gives him preeminence over the others. This chapter serves at least three purposes in the scheme of Genesis. It bears witness to man's value to God. By naming individuals and stages in, in this, this early phase of human existence, which even today, think about this, even today, each person here in the beginning of humanity each person's known and each person is remembered. It shows how the line of Seth, the appointed one, led to Noah, the deliverer. And it demonstrates both the reign of death, as we keep reading, and he died, and the standing pledge of death's defeat by the taking of Enoch, who never seen death. Amen. This scripture does not Tell us whether these boys were triplets. Okay, we're talking about, uh, you know, it says Noah was 500 years old and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Jep, Jephet. We don't know if they were all born at the same time. Probably not. Uh, or whether he was 500 years old before he started having kids. Maybe they were born around the time he was 500. Maybe they were all, you know, within, you know, 10 years of each other or something like that. It really doesn't matter. Otherwise, God would have mentioned it. Okay. And so, therefore, it doesn't matter for our study here. Noah means rest. Certainly, there is a Sabbath of rest for those who enter the ark of safety through belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Shem means shame. Ham means hot. It's hot-tempered. It also could be a tropical heat. Japheth means expansion. So, from these three young men, will spring all the races that exist in the world today. Okay? Shameful, hot-headed, expanded all over the world. Okay, next time we're going to look at Genesis chapter 6. What I want to leave you with today is the detail that the Lord has provided for us in His Word to prove there is hope. We don't have to live 800 or 900 years to receive our heavenly reward. Praise God for that. 
for many of us, if we had to live that long in this God-forsaken world, we would lose hope. So praise God, we only live a short span of time here. Amen. But because you do not have any promise of an extended life, you don't have a, a promise that you're going to live tomorrow. There's some people in this world who will die before the end of this broadcast in one or two minutes. We have no guarantee of our next breath or our next heartbeat. So it's very important that you live for God right now. Not tomorrow. Not, well, I'll start tomorrow. No, now. And I encourage you to get into the Word, to pray. Ask Jesus to forgive you because you've sinned. I've sinned. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We need God's forgiveness, which is only purchased through the sacrifice Jesus made for us on that cross. That's the only sacrifice God honors right now. No other sacrifice. You could give a million dollars to charity, and it doesn't even blink God's eyes. The only thing that catches his attention is when someone, somewhere, says, Father, I am so sorry for my sin, and I accept Jesus' sacrifice as my own. Jesus, come into my heart. Take over my life. Create in me a new man, one that's righteous in the eyes of our Heavenly Father. And Jesus, I receive you as my Lord right now. And I ask you, Lord, to do this for me, to save me from my sins. Give to me this new life and the eternal life that is to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You need to ask Jesus to forgive you and to be Lord of your life. That is the only way. We've, we made notes, special notes, special attention about how people's names are recorded here. Amen. We made special note of that. There's only one way for you to make sure your name is written down in heaven and never forgotten. Just like those who did not serve God, their names are forgotten. And that's to receive Jesus as Savior. Till next time, it's Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.